76ers take care of the Atlanta Hawks in game six by a final score of 104 to 99. Seth Curry continues his hot stretch here in the playoffs. Tyrese Maxey provides a spark that very well may have saved the Sixers season. And despite lackluster performances out of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, the Sixers find a way to push it to game seven. Philadelphia Sunday night. The stage is going to be absolutely insane. And I can't wait to see what happens. What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome on into Philly Take with RB. You know what to do. Smash the like, hit the subscribe, and hit that notification bell. That way you are always notified when I upload or go live. We're live every single Sixers game. We're going to be live for game seven, and it's going to go absolutely bananas in the chat. And we've been covering the entire playoffs here on the channel, so be sure to stay tuned in. But man, oh man, what a game. The Sixers get it done. They rebound after two of the worst losses back-to-back -back maybe in Sixers history. 18 and 26 point leads blown and you know just the just the air the life taken out of Sixers fans everywhere um the feeling was yo you have to get one done and the Sixers go on the road in a tough chippy environment it got loud players were getting in each other's faces but the Sixers stay compact they stay strong and they maintain the mental toughness and they get it done and I personally said last game that if the Sixers were to get this one done on the road, I thought this was the tougher game. In the A, I thought it was going to be hard, and the Hawks came out hungry, and um, the Sixers were able to maintain that fortitude and get it done. And I think we have the momentum now as we roll into Game 7 back in front of our home fans. I don't think, you know, we want to let them down again because we have twice this series, but it's going to be a good game. There's still business to handle, and we'll see what happens. But let's start with Doc Rivers, man. I was calling Doc Rivers Glenn yesterday because he didn't earn Doc. He had it stripped from him by me because, you know, he wasn't earning it. He was coaching terrible the last couple games, but he came out, and what did Doc do? Maybe with his job potentially on the line, he came out and had a great game. There was a few times early on, there was all bench lineups. There was some kind of wacky substitutions. The offense came out early in this game. Joe Willem B was not establishing himself down low. Maybe he was trying to save himself, but there were a lot of turnovers. Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris got into foul trouble early, and things just looked like they were going south. The Atlanta Hawks looked like they were about to take this game by the reins. They looked so hungry. They could smell it in sight, and they, they looked like they were about to run away with this, but... As the game went on, Doc made good substitutions, made good adjustments, and I thought in the second half, the way we ran the offense, and even though it was sloppy throughout this game, Doc finally learned he was not stubborn, and in the fourth quarter, benched Ben Simmons when he needed to. Didn't live with Hack of Ben from the free throw line, and with our, all our destiny in his hands, he finally benched him and did the right thing, stopped defending it. Matisse Stiebel went to the bench when he needed to. He brought Ben Simmons Back in with two minutes to go in Matisse Thibel when we needed a crucial defensive stop. And overall, I thought Doc had a great fourth quarter in this game. He's earned back the title, Doc, for now, and we'll see what happens. But um, with, a, with a crucial game here, with a must-win for the Sixers, I thought Doc Rivers finally rebounded and learned and did not stay stuck in his way. So a, a great performance out of Doc Rivers. The Sixers were struggling early on. The shooters could not hit a lick. The Hawks, on the other hand, Trey Young came out with nine points right away. He was just hitting all night. He was going off. Um, but as the game went on, the tide turned. The Sixers shooters started to step up. Trey Young literally did not get much help in the second half. And similar to how I thought the Sixers... 
felt that a couple of these games in this series kind of slipped away and you know we kind of shot ourselves in the foot i actually think that the hawks fans should feel the same way about this game they kind of slipped this one away and let the sixers come back into it and like i said now the sixers have the momentum going forward Seth Curry played 39 minutes in this game. He was absolutely amazing once again. Underrated, underpaid, 8 for 14 from the field, 24 points. And Seth Curry's third quarter was the main reason why the Sixers got back in this and honestly why they won the game. He came out with three threes in the first half of the third quarter, and he was just going off. He finally looked locked in after the first half. He was grabbing his shoulder a bit, looked a little iffy, but, man, he came out firing 6 for 9 from deep. Seth Curry is amazing he keeps getting better throughout these playoffs and well he must have took this the steph gene when he went home for the playoffs i don't know what happened but seth curry's stroke is just looking amazing it looks so just in order and every time he shoots it i'm confident it looks like it's going in so seth curry once again our second option essentially in this series coming out and bowling again and giving us the spark we need and, and it's almost at the point where we're expecting 20 plus out of seth curry it's amazing uh, Tobias Harris went 9 for 20 in this game from the field, 24 points. I thought he was okay at times. I thought he stepped up big later on. But the one thing about Tobias, and I'm very happy that he rebounded this game, is that his mindset, you could see it. He talked about turning his cell phone off after last game. Tobias Harris came out here, and he was focused. Even though early on he got into foul trouble, it looked like another Tobias game where we were like, oh my gosh, are you serious, Tobias? He came out and he kept on attacking. He kept on getting to his spots, taking it to the basket. He got blocked one time, but another time he flushed it down easily. And Tobias Harris just kept on rolling in stride. And he kept on attacking until he found his mismatches and until he found the basket. And, well, I thought he had a great second half and, and he continued to step up and we needed it big time. I'm glad that Tobias Harris rebounded it, and that's what we're going to need going forward. We need Tobias. You see, last game, we were missing the 24 points out of Tobias. This game, we get it, and, well, what happens? We get the dub. We're going to talk about Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons in one second, but I, I would, you know, be disrespectful if I didn't talk about Tyrese Maxey. My gosh, 16 points off the bench. He ended up playing 29 minutes. Um... And this kid needs more minutes. 5 for 12 from the field. He had 7 rebounds, an assist, and a steal. Tyrese Maxey, man, what I saw more than just the numbers, more than just the stat sheet, when you watched him last night, game 6 of the second round of the playoffs, Tyrese Maxey is a rookie. He has not had much playing time this year. He has not really had like a training camp or anything. And he comes out here in the second round being called upon by Doc Rivers, another great adjustment by Doc is that he decided to go with Tyrese Maxey finally. I don't know why it took so long because we saw what this kid can do providing a spark for the offense instead of Shake Milton, right? But, you know, Doc went with Tyrese Maxey, took Furkan out when he wasn't producing that well. Shake Milton was on the bench, right? Um, but Tyrese Maxey, moreover, he wanted it. He wanted the big moments. He wanted the spotlight. And this kid was so confident every time going to the basket, even when we need crucial when we needed crucial buckets. Tyrese Maxey was out here just coming around a screen and you know, he, he was just knocking down. Lights out. His jump shot continues to improve. His overall game is amazing. And he just this kid is so lightning quick. Every time he's on the floor, you know, it's just fun to watch. Tyrese Maxey 
obviously he has some years to develop and, and some things to work on on his game. But overall, he looks to me like a superstar in the making because he has that mindset of I want to be great. We, we hear about his work ethic. He's in the gym every day. But I can't be more proud of Tyrese Maxey coming out here grateful for the opportunity like he talked about. And he just stays ready, man. And for once, even though Doc doesn't like to go with the young guys, he, he rides with Tyrese Maxey. And this guy, and another thing Doc mentioned was how great of a defensive game Tyrese had. I thought Tyrese Maxey, for a kid who's kind of undersized, had a, an amazing defensive game. And he continues to work on that as well. Um, and when he was on Trey Young, because Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel struggled on Trey Young, I thought Tyrese Maxey held his own. I thought he did all right against Trey Young. There was one possession there late where it almost felt like a turning point of the game where Trey Young hits a deep three, turning, fading out of bounds. Um, and it was just a ridiculous shot. But I thought for throughout that entire possession, Tyrese was shifting his feet. And maybe he's the, the only quick one that can stay with Trey Young because of the speed and the size uh, comparison. But Tyrese Maxey was absolutely amazing. Both sides of the floor. And I'll be honest, he was probably the spark and the reason that we won this game. Ben Simmons got benched for Tyrese Maxey. And going forward, it almost feels like we have to we have to play Tyrese starter minutes. We have to play him 30 minutes again. And I'm just praying that Doc continues to go with that because it's what works. How great did it look having Tyrese Maxey and Seth Curry in the backcourt? Joel Embiid has never played with a pure point guard. And just seeing him with Tyrese Maxey, the pick and roll, the two-man game, it was so beautiful. Tyrese Maxey was just amazing in this game. And, you know, he goes to the line late. Two big free throws. Doc puts his trust in him. He's three for six. And what does Tyrese do? He hits one for two, but he nails it, man. And he just looks, he looks like he wants the opportunity. He plays with heart. He plays with dog. And it's absolutely amazing to see. Um, the offense just circulates so much better. It just moves so much smoother with Tyrese Maxey at the one. And I hope we see him a lot more minutes. And I think he's going to be special in the future. He very well may have saved the Sixers season. Matisse Thibel, I thought, had a pretty good defensive game. Couple steals. He came in, didn't really hit shots, but he got some minutes because we needed to throw him on Trey Young. And Trey Young, let me not take anything away. He had 34 points in this one, 13 for 30. Not the best efficiency. I thought in the second half, we kind of slowed him down after a huge first half. He was flexing to the crowd. John Collins was talking. That was another thing. Um, as for our typical one-minute rant about the refs, uh, the officiating, look, I usually never try to blame that or anything, but... The officiating was so bad in this game. No starters on the Sixers even got a free throw attempt until the fourth quarter. Joel thought it was one-sided, as he talked about, and I agree. Uh, the refs were absolutely atrocious, and, you know, it was just sad for the NBA. It literally looked like a fix. It looked like the Hawks had 15 free throws at one point, and the Sixers had three. No, None of our starters even went to the line, and we're getting hacked. It's unbelievable, and Trey Young has the audacity. He had a great game, but Trey Young has the audacity to sit there as he's flying to the basket because he's so quick and he's crying to the ref in midair and as he hits the basket post he's still crying like come on man really really if anybody the Sixers were getting screwed by the refs now the Hawks did too but the Sixers got screwed more um and I just wish the NBA would do something about the officiating but the Sixers essentially had to beat the refs as well this game uh and they did so as for the Hawks 
Capella really didn't do that much. 14 points. But again, Joel Embiid, baby bot. He babied Clint down low. He bodied Clint down. There's no matchup. Joel turning, fading. It's beautiful. And I know Joel didn't have a good game. Uh, 22 points. And that's not a good game for Joel, which is crazy. 13 rebounds as well. 9 for 24. Uh, but Joel kept attacking. Again, early, I thought he didn't really establish himself. Um, he kind of looked gassed. But down low late, he was getting to the line. There was that whole scuffle that went on with John Collins. And that's another thing. The Sixers also had to beat the announcers. The, the announcers were so biased. And I was doing the live stream, but, you know, I was listening. And during that whole thing, you know, they're saying something along the lines of, oh, well, you know, Joel Embiid should not be instigating. Instigating? What the heck are you talking about? Joel Embiid was literally on the floor, got pushed by John Collins, and then got up and got pushed in the back by Trey Young as his hands were out. I'm glad the, the refs only gave double texts, even though it was an offensive foul, which was iffy, but really instigating it's crazy man the buys was unreal but you know it seemed like the Sixers were getting in the heads of Atlanta you know they were getting flustered because they saw the moment kind of crumbling a bit and you know it was still a great game but down the stretch the Sixers made big stops they got a couple big buckets and honestly you know it just it looked so much smoother down the stretch as the Sixers were converting and you know we had to go to the line play the free throw game but it just looked so much smoother without Ben Simmons on the floor and there's not even much to say about it anymore. It was just bad. The defense wasn't there. I saw early possessions where Ben had his hands at his side, right? And he's watching Trey Young go by him. Six points, two for six for Ben Simmons. The way he played in this first half was absolutely pathetic. It was pathetic. He's like our fifth option on offense. He comes down. He just hands the ball off. Doesn't even look like he cares, man. Two for four from the line in this one. Went one for two twice late when they sent him there. But I don't know, man. It just It's so bad at this point. And the fact that the Sixers were able to muscle through and win this without pretty much Ben Simmons doing anything. You know, he had two fouls early on. Came out. I mean, the body language. I, I'm a big person when it comes to body language. He just did not look like he was that interested. He did not, and he picked up a stupid third foul off a rebound, and he got a fourth foul, and he got five, and, you know, it's crazy. It's come to the point where, in year five, this guy who we thought is going to be a superstar, we're literally asking him to foul out of the game. Like, it was crazy, man. He did come back, and he had a great block on Trey Young, and I'll give him credit for that. We needed it. Um, but overall, man, Ben only played 25 minutes, and it's just gotten so bad at this point, and I want to see more Tyrese Maxey minutes. And I'm not going to be mad if he takes him away from Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is just not there mentally anymore. He just doesn't look like he, he knows what he's doing. He doesn't look like he knows his role. He doesn't look like he knows, you know, what, what everybody needs him to do. And that's step up and help complement this offense. But there's just not much more to say about it. We'll see what happens in Game 7. We'll see if we can advance forward. But there are still going to be glaring issues. Because a lot of the flaws of this team revolve around the flaws of Ben Simmons. And that's just a fact at this point. It's upsetting, but it is what it is. Um, Shake Milton only got four minutes. I was happy about that. Didn't really contribute. George Hill actually got 20 minutes. Thought he started off all right. Had a good couple moments. I thought his defense was good. And the Sixers pick and roll defense was really bad early on. But they turned it around. Picked it up. The Hawks shooters, you know, Herter, Bogdanovich went out three for 11. Bogdanovich was hurt. I don't know if he'll be good for game seven. We'll see. Um, Herter had a really good start, but then he kind of got cold. And Trey, uh, all the help around him kind of just, you know, just wandered away. And the Sixers went from shooting 26% from deep 
In the first half, the shooting 41% at the end of the game, the Hawks got significantly worse, and the Sixers beat them on the glass and in every other category, man. You know? We, we just... We started to dominate. We started to dominate late, and it felt like, you know, for once we didn't go up 20 and lose the lead. We were just, we were close, and we pulled it out late. Um, a really tough team win here by the Sixers, and now they go to game seven, um, and everything is on the line. Jobs, sanity. <laughs> it's going to be a good stage, man, but the Sixers have to get it done at the Wells Fargo in front of their home fans. There's no other way to put it man those are just my thoughts man you guys let me know all your thoughts down below in the comment section what are your initial thoughts about game seven how do you feel after this you know in terms of a mental state where are you at with the sixers team give me all your thoughts down below in the comment section appreciate you guys for tuning in be sure to like comment and subscribe and i will catch you on the next one man peace perfect perfect perfect